Now, today, I gotta do it again. I'm so excited because we finally, I feel like we've been fishing and fishing. We put our, our hook in the water and some bait on it. And today we have Jackie Hill Perry on the show. Since the moment I heard about her and read her first book, Gay Girl, Good God. Woof, woof. Just love this woman's heart, her love for the Lord. Um, the story of redemption which she walks makes her an overcomer because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb which she has recognized Christ, saved her, and she talks about that today, and the word of her testimony. You put those two things together and you have a person who's been changed by God and changes the world. So that is what Jackie's doing. She has wrote, written her second, technically her second book, that's called Holier Than Thou, How God's Holiness Helps Us to Trust Him. It's a message of holiness where we can embrace it. You don't have to run from the holiness of God. In fact, because he is so holy, we can cling tightly to his word. We can trust, we can soften, we can surrender, we can believe that if he said it, he will do it. So today, Jackie and I talk about this book. We talk about the concept of holiness, maybe where we're getting a little cluttered in it today. She's also five months pregnant. I get into the personal life of Jackie as well. And we had a great conversation. Um, you guys, I just love you guys as this community because we get to ask questions from a different angle. And even as we hung up and stopped recording, she said, this is one of the most best conversations I've had because it's so fresh. We're thinking of this in a different way. And I said, yep, it's the same gospel, just a different delivery, a different approach, thinking of these things, of being embodied lovers of God. And uh, so she even shares her story of kind of healing as her lifestyle and as a lesbian for many years is something that she still is processing through. She doesn't have it all together. And I love that about her, but yet she knows the one who holds her together. So thanks you guys for hanging out today. Enjoy this. Would you do me a favor? Share it. Share that you listened to Jackie on this podcast. Um, put it in your socials somewhere. Take a, put a quote of something was shared that changes you. Um, let Jackie know that you listened to this podcast so that we can get her back as often as possible. Really, really feel that she is a, a thought provoker and thinker of the day that the body of Christ really needs. So thanks, you guys. Have a great day. Bless you. Thank you, donors, for making all of this possible. We will not quit until everybody with breath hears and knows the goodness of God. Peace. All right, Revelation Wellness community, this is a big day. You have actually requested this guest time and time again. And I said, we're trying, we're trying. So as of today, this is groundbreaking. We're even upgraded our video stuff for YouTube just because Jackie is here. You guys, Jackie Hill Perry is on the show. Jackie, welcome to the Revelation Wellness podcast. Thank you for having me. And super, super stoked. So some of you may or may not know Jackie. Um, first of all, you got to follow her on Instagram. Always a treat. Always a treat on the Instagram. Never know what you're going to get from a post from Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's accurate, actually. It keeps you on your toes. I love it. It's Real time. Um, and Jackie wrote her, was Gay Girl, Good God your first It book? was. Okay. So Gay Girl, Good God, great book. And now she's come out with her second, well, this is really your third book because Jude, right? Yeah, because Jude feels like a book, but it's a Bible study. So technically, this is my second 
book. Okay. Okay. And this book is called Holier Than Thou, How God's Holiness Helps Us to Trust Him. First of all, let me ask you, do you enjoy writing books? No. (laughs) Thank you and amen. Me either. No, no. It's it's a really tedious. I enjoy the learning part of it. Mm. And and I think writing is just a necessary evil to process through what it is that you're learning and therefore trying to communicate. But I'm not a fan. Yeah. I mean, I like, it's one of those things, maybe somewhat like a workout for some people. Like I don't really love it to show up to it, but then when I do it, I'm like, wow, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Look what, yeah. I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know I was yeah. capable of that. So, well, you just keep showing up. So Jackie, this book, Holier Than Thou, why? Why this book? Man, we need it. Uh, we mm. And it's not that we need my book. You know, because mm. we have plenty of books about the holiness of God. I think my book pushes you to consider all the others <laughs> if you haven't mm. read A.W. Tozer or R.C. Yeah. Sproul and all these people. Uh, but I, I think that where the way the culture is, I'm not going to say shifting, the way the culture is mm. and the way our hearts are, I think are symptomatic of what we believe about God. And I think yeah. what we need is not more books about ourselves, uh, mm. but more books about the holy God. And therefore, by seeing him, we do see ourselves in a right perspective. Um, and I, yeah, I just wanted to write something that I also felt like was, I guess, framed in a different way. Because holiness is often framed really negatively. Where yeah. it's just God's righteousness and our sinfulness and how we deserve to go to hell. And yeah. it's just like, man, it's bigger than that. It, yeah. It, it, it's so much bigger than that, that God is holy. And so I don't want us to just look at holiness in a negative viewpoint, because if that's the case, then that's how we see God is through a negative lens. So paint some colors, put some colors on that canvas for us yeah. for holiness that we're not seeing that you've, you are highlighting. Well, holiness, again, I think we've done a good job at speaking to how holiness, which means separate, set apart, I think we've done a good job at saying God is set apart because God is morally pure. God Mm -hmm. is morally righteous. He is ethically clean. I think we understand that, that God Mm -hmm. cannot sin. But it's not just that. God is also set apart. God is also separate and unique because he's transcendent, meaning he -hmm. exists differently than us. And so Mm -hmm. how does that broaden our understanding of holiness? It means when God says, uh, cast your cares on me because I care for you, the moral purity part of that is, oh, he's not lying. Mm. He does care for me. Mm. Then the transcendent part of that is because he exists differently and because he's sovereign over everything, he can actually handle our cares without him even being in our room <laughs> you yeah. know, or, or being in another place. It's like he exists outside of space and time. Yeah. And so you have this God who's able to orchestrate your circumstances in such a way that they work out for your good. Yeah. A human God, that one that is not transcendent, could not do that for you. And so that's what I mean. It's just that widens your understanding to say, oh, if that's what it means for God to be holy, then he's really, really good and really, really trustworthy. And why do you think we miss it? Why do why do we not see this holiness Hmm. as the captivity and the beauty of God? Man, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a lot of reasons for that. I think it's the time that we spend in our Bibles. I think it's the lenses we have when we get in the Bible. You know, mm. I think I think we've been taught in some some pastors, preachers approach to the Bible is so self-centered that it's trained us to be the same way when we interact with the scriptures. And so we mm. go into the Bible, you know, let me do my 10 minute devotional. Let me, 
you know, yeah. learn a little bit about it. But it's like we don't go into it with a an intention to say, I'm going to learn about God today. Come on. And I yeah. think if that was the motivation, then a lot of these things would be very plain. Yeah. I saw you just at a conference. I don't know what's, but basically a conference about God, like not about you, like about yes. God. Imagine that, yeah. that we have a conference that is strange. Let's ain't it? just talk about God. And it's yeah. interesting because I say that because I also encounter a lot of people in this ministry and the avenue God's put us in. People are in pain, people are really hurting. People yeah. feel overwhelmed, grieved, anxious, depressed, and a lot of things that they do in, in response to that with their bodies. So I'm always holding this tension of meeting people where they're at and, you know, understanding there is pain without negating it, but also how do we draw them up to mm. the beauty and the majesty? Like, how do we get the fix and the gaze on God to be greater? Yeah. Any thoughts there? That's a big question. Um, but my mind went to Exodus. It's somewhere before chapter 19, where while the people of Israel are in Egypt and, and groaning and under the oppression of the Egyptians, God talks to Moses about how God wants to deliver them. But what precedes God's uh, what precedes God's deliverance is God's awareness of their needs. He says, like, mm. I know the mm. sufferings of my people. I've seen it. I, and I'm going to come down. And so I think how we model even holiness and meeting people where they are when it comes to suffering is compassion, mm. you know, and mm. embodying empathy where yes. sometimes yes. The, the fix isn't merely just, okay, let's just go read the scripture. It's me embodying that in that come moment. On. Right. Me, me, me letting the Holy Spirit use me and saying, you know what? I'm sorry. And that's where we're going to sit. I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. It feels, I think, for people that are like me who are super uh, achievement driven, it mm. feels like it's not enough to just be there. Mm. It really is. It really is. How did the Lord meet you? Was there an empathy moment that the Lord met you that was like, oh my gosh, he's greater than he's, he's not the God of, you know, this, he is a God of wrath, but he's not yeah. the God that's trying to, to bend you and hurt you and break you. Was there, was there in your own story, hmm. was there even, I think it was it your aunt or your grandmother who really could embody like some compassion or patience or something. My cousin, with really. you. Yeah, yeah. Your cousin. My, could you tell my, that story? Um, I wouldn't point to that story though, as the moment. I, okay. I think my conversion really is the thing because that? yeah, you know, I was out here. I was ratchet. I was sinful. I love sin, enjoy sin, promote sure, sin, sure. Hang, hung with sinners. I was just a sinner through and through. And uh, <laughs> when uh, I was 19, I felt God speak to my heart in such a way where I saw that everything that I loved and enjoyed would bring me death, which is compassion. You know, I, our society now is like, no, don't tell us the truth about where we're going. Don't tell us the truth about mm. our condition. Uh, but mm. to withhold that truth from you is to also withhold mercy. Um, yeah. And so I think That's God cool. was being kind and compassionate and saying, hey, this is where you are. And this is where it's going to lead for the wage of the sin equals death. But Jesus. And what came to my mind uh, in that moment where me and God were <laughs> wrestling, for lack of better words, was John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his son so. so that all who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. And it was like, wow, like God is... 
God is saying, turn from this sin and don't turn towards yourself. Like, okay, let me fix myself. Let me be this morally, you know, great person on my own strength. But rather God is like, no, turn towards me and Mm. we'll work the rest out. And so I think that's when I first was introduced to the, the compassion of God is when he met me where I was and told me the right place to go. And don't you think, you know, it's, I always say that, you know, it's God because God, only God can confront us, Mm. convict us and yet comfort us and not condemn us. Like there's this, (laughs) no one else, if your aunt or someone else says it, you know, there's, I don't know. I I think there's always a resistance when it comes out of a human mouth, but Mm. When there's revelation, which is why the ministry is called Revelation Wellness, because there's an element of wellness that, and I know wellness is an overused term, but to be well with our soul, to be well with our mind, that has to come from God, revelation of who mm-hmm. God is, not out of all these blogs and things I've read about. So I, I what in that moment when you were wrestling with him, was there anyone else around? Were you like, no, what I, was I that was in moment room. in your room? And you just felt like yes. God... Yeah, it was legitimately not to like, uh, you know, connect myself with Paul like I'm somebody special, but it felt like a Damascus moment. I'm headed towards a particular direction with no intention of wanting or loving God. And he Mm -hmm. interrupts that my world without my permission, without any foresight that this is going to happen. And he completely redirects me towards life. And so that's really what, like, with no help, no altar call, no nothing. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He goes where he wants and he saves who he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And so uh, I think it's a beautiful thing to say, man, even if you don't go to church, God will get to you anyway. That's a good word right there, especially for all the people that carry a heavy yoke of all the religion, not religious, but feeling like people are going to hell and like it's our responsibility to turn them our, yeah, I think it's our joy to pray. Like, and this is right. always reminds me. Somebody prayed that moment for you, Jackie. Like, oh, some yeah. people have prayed and prayed and prayed and knocked and knocked until that moment of awakening for you. Absolutely, which is so, so ridiculously holy. Okay, yeah. so what is the difference between "Gay Girl, Good God" that book and this book? And what's well, what's similar? What what connects? The similar similarity is the. Is that in all of my work, one of my aims that undergirds everything is to present the beauty of God in such a way that it engages your affections. Yeah, um, you do that and well. so I'm, I'm always trying to to lift God up really high and say, "No, like yeah. He's good. He's this." And so that's that's the same. I think the difference is it's more theologically forward. Uh, because it's a doctrine I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. dealing with it. It's an it's an attribute of God, and so there's much more theology, uh, much more uh, exegetical work when it comes to certain passages. Uh, but I think if you read Gay Girl Good God, it will read and feel the same, um, and you'll see growth. Because I mean, I wrote Gay Girl Good God. What was that six years ago? Crazy. So, yeah. So good. Do you love uh, learning? Let me ask you, I know you must love learning now, but did you always love learning? I always loved learning about what I wanted to learn about. Mm. (laughs) So in school, I was terrible. I was terrible. The only reason (laughs) I graduated is because I had a friend who had access to the teacher's computer and he changed all my grades to A's. Come on. That's the only reason. (laughs) That's the only reason I graduated. Uh, So yeah, but it took me a while to realize, oh, it's not that you don't want to learn. It's that you just don't like learning about things that... You don't like, like learning about. 
yeah, geometry and all that. Mm. I don't, I don't care. But when it's something I care about, I, I go deep. Okay. And so you're, you're in seminary school now, correct? I am. Yeah. How's that going? Um, it, it's <laughs> on one hand it's fun because it's like you've been introduced to ideas and thought processes in a higher way, uh, yeah. in a way that's, you just can't kind of get at home. Uh, it's hard in light of everything that I have going on. And so part of me feels like you, you Jackie, you being crazy. It's like, <laughs> I mean, why not do it now? Like, why, <laughs> why not? Yeah. That's one more thing. If you all may or may not know, Jackie has three girls under the age of six. Five, six. Yep. Good gracious. And she's pregnant right now I with am. our fourth. And it was an epic moment. We all watched on bated breath, prayed on our bent knee with Preston <laughs> for the boy. And everyone, yeah. we got the boy. The boy yeah, is coming. It's so exciting. How is the it pregnancy was- going? It's fine. Uh, it, it's harder than the other, my first two, only because uh, I'm five months pregnant and my youngest is nine months. And so my body hasn't had the time to heal. And so it feels yeah. like I'm just stacking injury on top, like legitimate injury on top yeah. of injury. And so yeah. it's difficult, but it's only, uh, it's only 10 months. All the only 10 for, and you're how far along right now? Five months. Five months. Okay. Yeah. When it's all done and you're ready to engage your body, you come talk to me. I'm happy to give you all the love and care and tenderness. I have a pelvic floor therapist on speed (laughs) Yes, you will have that for sure. We'll need that for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of the body, I mentioned before we got going that this community at Revelation Wellness really is is, uh, for many who have struggled and their obsession, neglect with their body, relation to their body. Mm. If I ask you this question, what does holiness have to do with our body? Hmm. What would you say? Everything. Come on. Preach. Because we're, we're embodied beings. Yeah. You know, like we're not these spirits that just float around without some type of physical reality containing it. And mm-hmm. so I, I think when Jesus says, or God says, um, uh, so what is it? Uh, something about your, submit your body as a living sacrifice. Sacrifice, holy, holy and sweet. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. in Thessalonians, this is the will of the Lord that you would not, oh, that's sexual immorality. But then it's just the tongue in talking in James, yeah. uh, renew your mind, um, yeah. all the things, whatever you do, whatever you eat or drink, do it to the glory, the glory of, God. of God. Like all of, all of what we do is, is with our bodies. And so it's a huge deal. And what's that? Has there been a, um, because of the lifestyle that you once were in enjoying and sinful life, is there continually a, like a relearning or a healing that the Lord is wow. doing for you? Cause so many people here in this community have, have many diverse stories of where their body's been, how they've engaged it, used it, sexual immorality, mm-hmm. violation, things that have, almost, and we know that Paul says that it's sin when we sin um, with the body, it's a sin against the body. So yeah. it, it one of the, separates us in a sense from ourselves. How has that journey been for you? And what's been some, maybe some big things that you've learned and could share with other people that feel a little still disconnected to their, where they've been in their body and to where they are now? I have never had that question before. I know. Welcome to this community. No, I love it. It's fascinating. So that I say that because I don't know how good the answer will be. Um, (laughs) You got the Holy spirit in you. Yeah. I have to process a little bit. Um, 
I think one, I started watching porn, for example, when I was yeah. around seven. Yep. And then I was sexually abused probably between five and six. I don't remember how old I was. Yeah. And so That's you already have the sexual component, yep. which is sexual abuse on top of sexual perversion that you're yep. ingesting. And so I think coming to Christ, it's and it was and still is this reorienting of my mm. mind uh, to to say like the images you saw are not real life. You mm. know, one of the fascinating mm. things about porn that it's I good. didn't understand is that I didn't know that porn was rewiring rewiring my brain yes. to understand sex a particular way, but also my body. That yep. my body is not good enough, beautiful enough, uh, yeah. sexy enough, yep. uh, like the ones that I saw. But I think abuse also makes me want to guard my body mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. I'm triggered really mm-hmm. easily by touch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. intimacy and all those mm-hmm. things. So like in marriage, there's this, I'm walking through therapy where it's like, okay, all touch is not harmful. Yeah. You know, like there are some people that you can be willing or not willing. You can make yourself willing to open up and say, okay, you can touch me. And it's a safe place for that to happen. So I guess, I don't know. I guess this is where I am. Yeah. It's unfolding. I just, I think, thank you for sharing that because, you know, people think you've got to figure it out. Look at you write books and you have all this stuff. (laughs) I've never written a book about uh, sexual abuse and things because I don't, I don't, it's too, it's too much of a constant thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Constantly in a process of relearning everything. And I feel the same way. My, my story isn't, you know, the same as yours, but the exposure to pornography, our line family of sexual immorality and Mm -hmm. licentiousness. And so it's, it's, it's this, Grace of God, by the grace of God, yeah. Jackie, I'm not divorced. I am not like all these, these, the statistics that I should have been absolutely by the grace of God. But yeah. I think that, um, people just need to know that it's, you're not alone and yeah. God is great and good. And this is why holiness back to the holiness. And I know, you know, this, that holiness also can mean wholeness, like the shalom, mm-hmm. the completion mm-hmm. of who God is, the complete of who he is that we find our completeness in him. So I just really encourage everyone like this, this pursuit of holiness is a delight, something that we can delight in. And even though it feels maybe like a discipline and you feel like you're getting it wrong, that just as you just show up every day to, you know, do the best you can with what you got, there's so much more that God wants to give us in, in the revelation of holiness. And I do think it's a timely message so oh, who yeah. should who should read this book? Uh, everyone that the Lord leads to do so. <laughs> it feels like a pitch to say everyone. And so if the Lord leads, read it. Um, but yeah, because when I was thinking, when I was writing the book, I wasn't thinking of academics and scholars and, and all those. I was just thinking about the regular yeah. Jane and Johns uh, who want to know God more and who recognize yeah. that the knowledge that they have of him right now is, it's not enough that there's there's so much to know, but also those who say, "Man, there's this area in my life where I really want to trust God and I don't," you mm. know. And so, what what holier than thou is offering you is another object by which to hold or cling, cling your faith to. Because I, I read in this commentary one time, it said, "Faith needs an object," and and that's the tension of not yeah. reading and studying the nature of God is that your faith has nothing to cling to. 
And yeah. so I think what this Love book that. will offer is resources and scriptures and perspectives on the person of God where our faith can now have yeah, some of the clutch. Jackie, how do you renew your mind? I know you're going to say read God's word, but is there, is there any other ways? Like, is there, I know it's God's word, but sometimes do you ever feel there's other aspects or ways that you find and encounter the voice of God and not just as in his written word? It's a lot of the Bible um, yeah. and not just reading it, but thinking about it. Yeah. You're you know? really good at getting us to ask questions and not yeah. questions that keep asking more questions, right? Because if we just always ask questions, we get into some of these deconstruction mentalities, <laughs> yes. right? So it's like, what's the line of asking the question to then receiving I, I think, the answer? I think curiosity is human. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's something there's something really good about being curious, because if we weren't curious, will we ever learn? No. Um, but I think the the curiosity isn't the problem. It's the heart. It's the motive. Yeah. It's yeah. why are we asking? Are we asking to know? Or are we asking for evidence and fuel to accuse? Mm. That's a whole nother situation. That's good. Uh, but, That's right. Uh, but I, I think for me, renewing my mind is it, it really is reading the scriptures, thinking them over, asking yeah. questions of it. But people, like people who love God and are thoughtful, they mm. do a big, like, I just, a lot of the ways in which my mind has changed, it's just been in conversation with other Christians, That's you know, good. like, yeah. well, they'll, they'll just say the smallest thing. And it's just like, huh. Yeah. I about that before. That's good. So I, I think that's a huge way. And even uh, worship music. Yeah. Music, music, cool. like bypasses all your guards. It's yeah. just easy, you you know. It's yeah, not, it's it's not like a lot. It's just you just put it on. It's like, oh, they keep saying God is faithful twenty two times, and He is faithful. Like by the nineteenth time, like He is faithful. By the nineteenth, I got you know, it. It clicks. It's so, so true. Yeah, I know, and I see it. Do you fill your home with uh, worship music often? Do you just fill it? Uh, not I see my you. house. I had. I used to. I think when I was freer. Like <laughs> what right do you mean now, freer? Oh. Freer in the sense of being pregnant makes everything harder. And yeah. so I'm less um I'm less jubilant in the mornings. That's what I mean. <laughs> don't want to hear praise music right now. I don't. I just I just <laughs> want to order Uber Eats and get some breakfast. Uh, oh, but see. typically my car or it, when I'm in the shower or like you will rarely see me without music playing at some point. It's just it helps my brain. Yeah. I've seen you wag your finger at some some gospel ladders. I love, I'm, I I'm, love music. I love it. And I can feel you like, yes. And yeah, I'm right it, there with you. I'm the same way. to my soul. Oh, I'm totally the same way. I'm, I'm continually, there's just music. And like, if it's not music, then I do appreciate silence and solitude as well. Are you a silence kind of gal? Rarely. Hmm. Rarely. Because silence, I... I am introverted, but silence in and of itself makes me think of everything I have to do. Yeah. And so I think I do have to, I have to find how to, how to be silent without allowing my brain to control the way I experience the silence. Yeah. Which I've never thought about until you asked me that question. Well, I invite you to find that with the Lord because I used to be, I'm the same way. The silence scared the out of me growing up in my home there's always tv was always on mom would go to sleep with the tv on wake up tv mm-hmm. on so there's always this noise so i never could really be 
just sit in silence. And then the Lord just kind of broke me down of this need for people or noise or whatever yeah. now. And maybe it's just, I'm old 50, 50 years old. You go, Look, I could use some quiet. Y'all mm -hmm. need to shut it. <laughs> just so yeah. we can get some quiet. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Now I want to ask you some fun questions. Yes. Um, what's your favorite way to move your body when you had a body that wasn't being rented out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. Uh, favorite, maybe on a vacation. Okay. You know, going to a place. Okay. Um, but at, when it came to act activities and stuff like that, I used to run, um, mm about three to five miles a day and nobody wow. told me that uh I should probably do weights for my do legs too. Some yeah because I, I actually found out I, I haven't been able to run in two or three years and I finally went and got an MRI and found out that I had oh. runner's knee yeah and so Oof. I didn't know that was a thing yeah yeah. You can, yeah, in Jesus' name, there's definitely some healing and cross-training you can do. A good thing it's yeah. not like torn meniscus or things like that. But yeah, yeah. I've been doing. Overuse. I have a trainer who's been giving me every lateral workout there. Yes. And I'm better. Go. Foam rolling? Are you foam rolling? Do you do that? I don't like that one. Why? Delightful. You the little hard foam that you put on your back and you roll back and forth. Yes. It feels uncomfortable. Do you get massages? Rarely. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah. I, mean, I don't want them. I just don't think about it. Oh man. Okay. How about your um, <clears throat> favorite like active wear line? If you're going to, do you wear uh, yoga pants? Amazon. Whatever is, whatever is the Amazon bestseller. I Seriously. It's it. the CRZ brand. It's CRZ on Amazon. It's like 20 bucks. I am convinced that it's the same material that Lululemon uses. Probably because Lulu is, is up there, ain't she? No, it's not, it's not Amazon price. Yeah. No, but I'm telling you, I've done, done my compa compare and contrast and, yeah. uh, that CR, it's called CRZ, but yeah, on Amazon, the yoga. Do you, so do you, will you put on the yoga pants or your sweatpants kind of girl? Not, I'm uh, leggings. Yeah. So whatever, I, I prefer yeah. leggings that have like little pockets on the side that I could put my cell phone. Cause you feel yeah. crazy when you go to the gym and it's like, okay, where am I going to put this phone? <laughs> you need a fanny pack. I, I, I don't have one. So I get, I get them with the pockets on the side. And then I'm I know. I'm like, how did it take us so long to figure out? Let's throw some pockets, just a little sling right there. Took that would be, that's kind of important. Yeah. I use the same yeah. thing. And then um, finally, your uh, go-to drink, coffee, tea, kombucha, or something else. What's your fave? Coffee. Your coffee. And water. <laughs> water. That's Is legit. it equal parts throughout the day? No, because coffee, one, I'm pregnant, two, it, mm. I, I start to get the jitters. But I'm pretty much, just in general, since high school, I've been a just water drinker. I don't drink juice, mm. soda, uh, none of that. Only when I'm pregnant will I start to uh, drink a lot of ginger ale because it just makes my stomach, stomach. feel better. Yeah. But in general, yeah. water is the thing. Good job. That's my, I have a, a son, he's 20 years old. To this day, he has not had soda punched he just yeah. drinks water and milk i'm like please get some something to grow your bones yeah <laughs> that's it yeah. oh man all right what's up what's next for jackie hill perry what are you gonna do what what's the lord calling to you besides birth a child that, that deal there <laughs> yeah child uh school starts in a couple of weeks for me and my daughter mm. um 
I have an event called Glory uh, that we've just begun doing it where I just teach on the holiness of God. Yeah. Uh, from there, I'm going to start recording an audio Bible uh, version of the ESV Bible for Crossway. That's oh, I fun. saw that. That's so awesome. Yes. What a get to. I'm really nervous. Why? Because the Bible's really long. It's a lot of words. There's yeah, a lot, a of, lot words. of names. A, a lot, lot of names you have names. to pronounce. Yes. I, I think that's going to take most of the time. It's not even reading the Bible. It's getting the pronunciation of these Hebrew names down. <laughs> yeah, but you can read a little cheat sheet, phonetics. Just Oh, yeah. I'm going to go on YouTube. That'll be amazing, though. I have all the things on the lineup, but I think what's most important is that I've also been eliminating a lot of stuff. So I've been trying to take a survey of my life and saying, okay, what things can get cut? Because Mm -hmm. I I can't, I can't, I may be eight, I may be gifted to do all of them, but I don't have the margin to do all of them. Mm -hmm. Some got to go, some got to give. So I'm, I'm, I'm cutting a lot. Good for you. And it's funny you'd say that. That feels like an affirmation of the Holy Spirit for me because I've done doing that same thing. You know, even yesterday I had just a big day of meetings and things and things and things. And then my day was kind of done and I sat in silence because my kids are out of the house. I'm an empty nester now. So it's like, oh. I got, I know girl, it'll happen. It sounds so quiet. It's so quiet. Yeah. And I sat there in quiet. And then this thought was, you should go write more of the book or you should, you, the mm. shooting kind of showed up. And I was like, I'm not, I'm going mm. to do nothing. or I'm going to read a book that I wanted to read. Yeah. And that felt like a violent act of no, I'm, if I have margin, I don't need to fill it. So mm. I'm in that same place of taking out things that I don't know how I said yes to them, stacked them up, but yeah. I, I feel you on that. So yeah, awesome. The, Way to go. The, the go-getter culture is killing us. Oh, come on. Yeah. Did you read Mark, John Mark Comer's book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry? Have you heard of that I one? I didn't, but I need to write it down. Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's a good read. He talks about uh, the the sickness called hurried sickness. It's like something we all have right now. And yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a good book. Good, easy you read. You want to know a funny funny story? Huh? Tell me. Uh, I, was at, I went to Trader Joe's once. And uh, a, a big part of my personality is also my mother. My mother is a very um, this type of woman. So, like yeah. for example, if she says "be ready at five, she's in the car at four forty, and so she doesn't really mean five. And so that's in my yeah. brain is always I'm always rushing. Yeah, when it's late to rush about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I was at Trader Joe's and I had this cart, <laughs> and I was just walking really fast, and I really felt like the Lord was like, "Why are you rushing? Wow." Why are you rushing? Wow. And so I just like, you're wow. right. And so I just started to walk through the, the grocery store. It, this sounds so small and take my time. Come and be on. be okay with that. And I was like, wow, I never take my time. Mm. Everything mm. feels like I have to get this over with. And I, mm. I think it's it's doing something to our anxiety yes. and our emotional health and our mental Absolutely. health. Absolutely. So, Did you know in, in one day we receive more information in one day than someone who lived in the Middle Ages did in their entire life. Are you serious? True statement. And that's a lot of what we teach here is just this anxiety and depression of the input of information. Our brains are overwhelmed. And so we feel disconnected and we feel anxious because we're just going. And it's not a bad thing, right? Information's yeah. good. But hey, what tree did we eat from, right? Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah. Like we're just, we got a lot going on. And it's absolutely proven. And chronic stress changes the shape, size, well, 
Yeah, shape, size, organi- organization, and structure of our brain. Mm-hmm. So you can have all the knowledge, but be actually kind of punching yourself in the brain and wondering, why do I not have peace? I know God, yeah. but I feel like feel that yeah. phonetic energy. Mm-hmm. So well done. Like I'm gonna just, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna slow down. Yeah. It's like I think we're just living in a time that. God's people that can do that. I mean, right? Look at the Israelites. Yeah. They did not enter the rest because of mm. their unbelief. There's something mm. we just, just, we drink from that cistern, not knowing that it's not one of real pure peace and calm. I used to read the Old Testament, the New Testament with Jesus, and I used to think, God, he seems so aloof, you know? Like, <laughs> what's so sub? Like, why aren't you being more, like, let's go. But yeah. it's not, Oh, he's just peace. He is not, uh, he refuses to punt on his agency for urgency. Uh, or yeah. like he just, I want that. I'm like whatever that is, Jesus. That's true. Give me that in my old age. Yeah. All right. Um, where do they get the book, Jackie? Uh, you can go to holierthanthoubook.net and you can get it there. Amazon right. has been shipping them out pretty early, so. And honestly, yeah. I I would get both books, get Gay Girl, Good God. If you haven't read it, especially in the culture we're, we're living in now, pretty topsy-turvy when we hear, think and consider the body. And so I know you guys as listener would love that book. Tried to get her on way back then, but she was too busy. You were too busy for me back then. <laughs> <laughs> See that? <laughs> That's funny. Maybe. I don't know. So and I think you're just, everyone was wanting, wanting lots of Jackie Hill Perry. And we still want it. So now we have this book, you guys, hold it now. So get them both. Follow her on Instagram. Tell her you heard her on the Revelation Wellness Podcast. And we're all going to be rooting for your pelvic floor in the six. Yes, Lord. Let's go. Kegels right now. Everyone, let's do a Kegel in honor of Jackie. Go. There. I did it. (laughs) That was the quickest Kegel in the world. It's a good one. That's true. All right, Jackie, thanks again for hanging out with us today. And um, um, we're all things, Jackie. So whatever you do again, we're watching and would love to talk to you at any time. I appreciate appreciate that. I I enjoyed this conversation. Thanks, sister. We'll talk soon. No problem.